Boom. Hey, this is Serial Novel Podcast, episode 107. We have Tony, I hope I say your last name right, because it doesn't look like it's that hard, Cottrell. It is. You get it on the first try. You'd be surprised. People mess it up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for allowing me on your show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Tony Cottrell. I am the owner and head writer at Advent Comics, and we've been around for almost uh, almost 14 years now, and we are producers of comic books such as Cosmos, Titan Ultraman, The Regulators, Savior, Blackfire, and many others. So we, you name the genre, you name the character, it's pretty much uh, something we do. That's cool. Yeah, we're trying to get to that level, but we only started in like 2017. So, <laughs> so. I am aware. I've been. Fo- I'm a follower of yours. Yeah, <laughs> I watch you guys. I'm making. I'm making my business to watch everyone in the indie circuit. So I try to see who's who and what they're doing. That's awesome. When, when did you uh, get started with all this? Uh, back in 2009, actually. Um, it started on a fluke. Um, like everyone else who's been in comics, a uh, lifelong comics fan, wanted to do it since forever. But, uh, you know, fate and life takes you in different directions. So working nine to five, uh, my wife and I were going out to San Diego for our anniversary. Just so happens the week we were out there, they had Comic-Con. And in our hotel, uh, Tyrese Gibson of Fast and Furious, he was there and ran into him. And just went up to him just to you know, say, hey, I love your work, love your music. And he asked, was I going to Comic-Con? I was like, nah, I didn't know Comic-Con was out this week. You know, I don't have tickets anyway. So he got his tickets in and because he was producing a book for Image at the time called Mayhem. So went in there and took a look around and that got the juices flowing again. And, um, you know, long story short, that weekend after meeting some very uh, influential people who were heroes of mine in the comic game, uh, Dennis Cowell and some other people, I decided to take the plunge and just come with my own comics. Um, just to go back a little further, I had submitted to Marvel back when they were doing the Epic line. And they were looking for writers. Um, basically, they were taking pitches and things from outside, which Marvel normally doesn't do. Uh, so I had wrote a story that turned into the story uh, Cosmos. And it was favorable and, you know, they liked it, made it to editorial, second round of editorial. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I took that story and formed a universe around that story and it became having comics. That's cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, my brother's like a huge fan of the Fast and the Furious. So I'm sure he'd be jealous. Uh, oh, we... man. I, I was like head over here. So I'm like, wow, like this star. I mean, we had comic people in our hotel as well. But that was the only star, like movie star, I had saw in the hotel. So I was yeah. like, I'm fanboying out. Let me go at least say hi. I'm not gonna bother him too much. But you know, it just it was the luck of the draw, and it worked out big. It worked out big. No, that's awesome. Like that, like my brother's been, you know, watching. Like we we just watched. Uh, was it uh, F9? I don't know if it's yeah. Fast Nine or F9. I finally but... saw that one too myself. My schedule keeps me really busy. But I finally watched it maybe less than about three weeks ago. And actually, I like it. I like it. <laughs> they're, they're always entertaining. I, I, yeah. That's what I say. Like, 
they're they're definitely not like cinematic films. They are definitely like Michael Bay version films. You know, just like the Transformers. They're yeah, exactly. They're explosions and fun. You know, like ridiculous stuff. Like I won't spoil it only because it's newly out, but. There's like a scene in there where like I called it. I'm like they're gonna do this, and like this, my brother's like, there's no way they're gonna do that. I'm like, no, they didn't. See, there they are. Yeah, yeah. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about too. But you're just like that's ridiculous. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Tyree's like that's so cool. Like what? One of the things that uh, I I want to like be able to help my my brother potentially do is they. So they've actually planned apparently way ahead of time that they wanted to make ten of these. Oh, which is crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the next one may be actually the last one, at least of the it, of the main series. I know they want to do a bunch of... Yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, as a matter of fact, I just know they had a problem with the director. The director left. So that might Ooh. push it back a little bit further. But yeah, mm. and it's supposed to be the last one. Yeah, and so like my, my goal is so, uh, you know, me and my brother have a, a few music businesses uh, we built and we want to, my main goal is to get just one of the tracks that my brother's worked on in that film, that, if I can. I got, awesome. It, it would be the coolest thing in the world because, like, like that's basically um, music and that that movie series are, like, the they, two they things well. that my brother grew up yeah. on. Like, you know, so my, you know, my brother, uh, you know, always listened to all those tracks. He's watched every one of those movies multiple times. Uh, you know, he was huge into cars. Uh, he actually, yeah, he, he was trying to get a skyline when that first came out, uh, you know, back in the day, like, it, yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, but no, that's, that's so cool to have met, met him and to like, have that be the inspiration for starting everything. Cause like, like you said, they, everyone gets into it like in a weird way. And yeah. so that's like, that's such a cool way. Yeah, he, he allowed me to take pictures with him on, at his booth at, uh, at, uh, San Diego. So, and that's even on my Facebook, and I credit him with being inspiration for the whole start of Advent. Even getting into the San Diego Comic Con, I remember trying to get into it like four years ago, oh. and I found I found out first off you need to have applied a year in advance to get background check, and then even after that full year in advance, you then need a few months after the approval in order yeah. to buy tickets, yeah. and then if you don't buy like the super early bird access ones, the odds that you'll get one of the it's standard tickets up. is like impossible. So that, so that one year in 2009, I lucked up and he let me in with him. But when I became a professional, quote unquote, the next year, I went the next year, I had to apply for it. So they gave us, you know, professional tickets and such. Um, so I was able to get in that year as well. But even still, it took a long time. And they changed the process over the years. Um, I've helped some of my artists get to San Diego Comic Con, but it's it's a if you ever get a chance to go, do it. It's fun. Um, it's immensely packed. I mean, so many people. It was crazy. I never yeah. saw that many people at a convention in my life. Ever. Have you ever been to the the New York Comic Con? I've been to New York one time. In New what, York what? is similar to that. New York. I think I went. It was around about twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, so so I so you probably were there the last time. Like so, I found out that apparently, at least in 2018 and uh, in 2019, the New York Comic Con has like way surpassed the San Diego Comic Con really? in quantity of people. They fill the Jatva Center, which is much bigger I mean, that than place, uh, that place is huge. It is massive. Yes. And, and every room is filled. Like all, all down the corridors, there's multiple rooms, and all of them have panels going all day long. Like, it's crazy. That's impressive. But yeah, I, I think it's... 
Yeah, I do know New York is it's it's like a preferred destination now. Among, yeah, you know, I, I think it's easy. It's easier to get into it, and I like even like San Diego's like the clout one. Like if you get into that one, it's special. But the New York one in scale is definitely going so large. Like mm-hmm. the year I went in 2018, the Joppa Center was filled, and they had other buildings. Like they had to use Madison Square Garden for a couple it's of the shows. Overflow. Yeah, like like that's like that's how big it was. Um, like the the anime section had another building. Like it, it was like that's yeah. <laughs> but I look that's actually something to look forward to. Then uh, thanks for giving me the heads up. I'm oh, gonna definitely. Start, yeah, I'm gonna start doing shows again. Um, it's it's been crazy with my my work schedule. Um, so I haven't been able to do shows for the past two years. Uh, pretty much for my my work schedule. But I'm gonna do shows again starting next year. So I will look into New York. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I don't know the layout of the San Diego one, but I did hear like the artist alleys kind of like off the beaten path, so like it, it doesn't is. get as much traffic. And and the New York one is kind of like that, but the good thing is that it's in the directions of a bunch of the rooms that have right. panels, and so like you you're at least going to like go past it if you're interested in panels, and that's kind of how I ended up finding it because I you know, I wanted to explore like that. 2018 was the first and only year I went to a major convention like that. And I went all over that place. I walked every square foot of that. I, you know, chatted with everybody I could. It was that, definitely that, a great that time. That building is massive. So you hit the whole building. Oh yeah, I, yeah. It, it's it's like a couple city blocks big. Yeah, like it's, yeah. That's what it's I'm saying. Massive. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> Greg's over there. Like I haven't been to a convention yet. I want big convention. <laughs> What's your biggest yeah. convention, Greg? Uh, <laughs> Probably the Saratoga one, right? That was, yeah, that was a decent size one. Yeah. I've never yeah. done Florida yet. I, I keep hearing Florida has so many conventions and they stay busy. So they oh, were telling yeah, me, do Florida. They were like, you can at least hit like 30 conventions in Florida because the convention circuit is just so packed down there. That's actually pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Cause, yeah. We, we only went to, like, the ones in New York. Like, not New York City, but, like, upstate New York. So, okay. like, Albany, Saratoga. I, I did a couple shows in Albany. Um, matter of fact, shout out to Heroes and Villains Comic Shop in Albany. Love those guys out there. Nice. Um, yeah, there's we, – we the first one we went to was Albany Comic and Toy Show. That was the first one we ever went to. All right. We, we have never been, like, a vendor but we just like walked around. So the first one ever was that one. Then we went to like Ted's Fish Fry and ate that. Okay. Um, actually, I still remember that there was one guy who actually had incredible artwork, uh, independent uh, creator, and his booth okay, was in. Yeah. yeah, it was in like this. <laughs> so it, it it was in a hotel. I I forgot the name of the hotel. Radisson. Ra- yeah, Radisson Hotel. Now an abandoned hotel because they didn't pay taxes. Oh, that's great. Uh, but on the downstairs floor, there's like a, like right next to one of the rooms, there's like, uh, I don't know, uh, three foot, three foot deep by like four or five foot wide, like circle that comes off the wall and it's filled with gravel. Oh, okay. And that's where they literally put his table was like on gravel serious? inside. Separate from everyone else. Like he was in the same area, but like when you walked into the area, he's against the wall in a gravel pit, and then the rest of everything is right there. <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm like, man, like you're like stuck over here. Like at least all the food people are together. So like we, I remember that cupcake lady. Those are fantastic. Uh, but um, yeah, it's funny. Like the smaller ones, like there's like 
I, I think the thing that probably makes things like San Diego and New York and, you know, C2E2, all the big ones, is just the fact that they're very well organized. Sometimes they're chaotic, but I mean, like, they have, like, everything in very specific areas. Um, their panel timing's off. I, I've noticed that. Like, you can never, like, get all the panels you want because they overlap a lot of them. Right. But, you know, other than that, like, it's just the fact that it's, like, segmented. And, like, the smaller ones, sometimes they're just like, hey, we got too many. I'll just put you over here in the rock garden. <laughs> I've never been to C2E2 yet. I want to do that. I definitely yeah. I hear it's really nice. What, what, what are the top five you want to go to you haven't been to yet? Because you've been to San Diego. I've been to. Um, and you've been to New York. C2E2 as a vendor. These are ones I want to do as a vendor. C2E2. I want to do Emerald City. I want to do New York as a vendor. Um, I want to do San Diego as a vendor. And I would probably say I want to go to Texas. I hear Texas has some good shows. Is that, is that where the WonderCon is? Or? I think WonderCon is in LA. I think that's in oh. LA. What's the one that's in Texas? There's a big one in Texas. Yes. Yeah, they have like two or three big ones in Texas. I think it was like Wizard World or something. Oh, was... Wizard World might be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's actually what it's called anymore or not. I did any of the Wizard shows either. Um, that would be fun to do. I used to love Wizard Magazine coming up. That was Wizard Magazine and Hero Magazine. I w those were like my two go-tos in addition to my regular comics whenever I went to a comic shop. Had to get those every month. Had to. A couple of years ago, I was actually going to try to make like an indie version of like the we Wizard Magazine. We need that. Do yeah. it. Yes, we well, need that. I'm really busy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, there were people that were going to do it, but then I, I need like a whole team to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to be a huge undertaking to whomever does it. Yeah. But that is something that if Wizard came back out with the magazine like they had in the 90s, it would thrive. It would thrive. Yeah, no, it's there's, there's so yeah. many opportunities out there. Like, for like, that's that's part of why we built our platform and you know, why we're doing what we're doing is like we're trying to expand opportunities for indie creators. Uh, you know, it's greatly appreciated. Just so you guys know, thank you for what you're doing. Creators like myself, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, and actually, I'm curious. Um, what's what are some of the biggest opportunities you do see for independent creators out there that are maybe the ones that have been doing it for like several years and so maybe they got like five comics released? They've kind of broken that milestone. They're definitely consistent. And then what about the ones that are like? brand new like they're just getting started and they're like you know what am i going to do how long is this going to take you know that kind of thing <laughs> well for all of us with the advent like that advent um for the advent of internet it's opened everything up so creators of all um glints and backgrounds the internet is like it's paving the way and also making it an even playing field because you don't need a publisher, and I say this as a publisher, you can do this yourself. Trust me, you just got to have a lot of moxie and a lot of grit to do it, and it's a lot of hard work. But if you really want your book out, you can get it out there. So, um, and I, I get in trouble for saying this, but as a publisher, you do not need a big publisher behind you to get your work out initially. It depends on what you're going for. Now, if you're going for... Uh, global printing, that, that'll take some time and you may want to get a bigger company behind you. But if you are just trying to get your foot in the door and get into the industry, you can do it yourself. 
Oh yeah. That would be no, I, I agree. Like that's something that um, ha having built like these music businesses with my brother, one of the things that I've noticed was that some of the stuff that seemed like it was going to be really hard mm -hmm. was not as hard as we thought it was. And some of the stuff was more kind of like what I mentioned about the five comic book rule. I remember somebody mentioned like, if you can make it to five comics, almost like a business making it to five years, you're right. more likely going to last longer. And uh, you're more likely to get followers because people will be like, oh, you, you've been doing this for a yeah, while. Longevity, right. You have the longevity and you're, you're showing that you have the grit to keep going because yeah. it's, it's an, it's an, <laughs> well, you guys know that it's an expensive business <laughs> that we're doing. Um, so unless you are skilled at doing the art and the other uh, things that come with it, the inking, the coloring, whatever yourself, it's a very expensive business. And most people don't realize that the business side of it is the primary side of it. I mean, I'm not taking away from the art and the, the comic itself, but once you make the comic, what comes next is what can make or break your company. Yeah, I, I like the 80-20 rule. Uh, I say this the same with artists in the music industry as well. It's like 20% is the art, and you still need that. It needs to be incredible, right? Oh, yeah. But 80% is marketing and business because oh, yeah. there's a ton of great artists out there. There's oh, some yeah. that are probably better than top 40 artists exactly. out there, and they have no recognition I, without marketing. I see so many amazing artists on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, who, and that's the reason why I started my own uh, create their own imprint because I'm like, okay, these guys are amazing. Why aren't they going any further and just, you know, doing Kickstarter here and there or Indiegogo here and there? So I started my own imprint to help these guys to get forward and to launch their books through the outlets that I had available. So, yeah, there's so many, so many talented people out there. It's amazing the artists that get no recognition. And I see artists that will, I hate to say this, that will blow talent away that's currently at the big two. Blow them away. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is just knowing that, knowing that business and marketing is important. I feel like if you don't get a business partner to like help you grow, you, you either have to learn it yourself or you're going to have to hand off part of your business to somebody who can do that. Too true. And that's why I'm so thankful that <laughs> my first my first college degree was in business and marketing so my parents pushed me oh you never do anything with your your degree because i was working for the federal government at the time and i was like yeah well you know whatever and then when i left the government i went into private industry loved it and then i even left that to become a firefighter i've been doing that for the past 20 years so <laughs> it's 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 something but yes i do recommend that people immerse themselves in the business side of this because once you have your comic what next and most people don't think about the what next they just think about oh i want a comic yeah yeah we have like so many plans already like on the what next part and like we're actually building uh, up uh our platform there's like a thing that we're releasing soon for that uh, that's like that you've been working on i've seen it on facebook and then on your uh twitter page yeah nice. how's it coming you, you <laughs> uh, like, uh. we're all right we're excited because like we just uh finished creating a like a lead magnet it's going to be like a fun little quiz like those facebook quizzes and then our goal is to like bring people through that and then run them through like a sales funnel and try to you know convert people so yeah, cool. def definitely looking to looking forward to that 
Well, one thing I wanted to ask is you, you mentioned like your, that uh, distribution, um, like getting your circles out there for an independent creator. What, what's the, what's the best and or like fastest way to get um, distribution uh, avenues, whether it's like getting in, like, cause obviously like conventions is one, but like, yeah. you, you know, getting into stores or getting onto online platforms, like what, what would you say is the best and or fastest or both uh, way of uh, getting distribution? Well, as you know, there's multiple ways to do it. Um, what works for me may not be the best, but I, ooh, 12 years I had started doing our distribution for 12 years before we were even picked up by Diamond. We literally just got picked up by Diamond about a year and a half ago. So, Congrats. I, yeah, yeah. But before that, personally, I physically got our books into the sales markets of 54 countries around the world. That's just doing it part time as a firefighter, doing Advent stuff on my every waking moment, other than that. But it, it was just a nonstop grind. Um, what did I, you I like do specifically? Avenues such as Amazon, um, that opened me up to Barnes and Noble. Um, I, I, our books go to prisons, our books go to libraries, and I just kept building. I never stopped building. Um, Comics Plus, um, you name it, we we hit every available platform that we could think of, and that gained some attention. And then as we expanded. And I didn't start doing Kickstarters actually until about 2013, maybe after 2013. But um, that was another way to reach people directly. But before that, I had I didn't even entertain doing it that way because I was like, ah, no, I, we can we're doing okay. We don't have to you know ask people to help fund our books. We we're okay. But I didn't see it as the tool that it was created to be. It's reaching fans. It's not so much as it's not for uh, for for us at Advent. It's not so much as we need your money to help pay for our books. It's me reaching fans directly, building mailing lists, building community, and then taking it further from there. Um, mailing list—that's a huge one for anyone oh, who's listening. Yes, like, yeah, yes, mailing list yeah, number I mean, one. I'm sorry, I didn't touch on that earlier, but yes, if you're <laughs> a creator, when you go to cons. You should have a list on your on your table of the people who come by. Just ask yeah. for an email. Even if you want to give away a little giveaway comic, like an eight-page ash can or, or a preview book or whatever, hey, can I have your email address? I'll give you this free comic. And mailing lists are so important. So over the years, we, we were always doing mailing lists, whether it was for um, regular um, uh, patrons, comic shops and stores whenever i went to different comic shops and stores i would try to get their mailing information and just keep in touch with them and let them know what we're doing over the months and such and such so now we have a monthly mailing list that's for comic shops for our vip backers for people who are just interested in Advent. i mean we have so many different mailing lists it's a shame so that's huge <laughs> get get your customers or potential customers keep them you know customer retention is everything if your business wants to survive you got to keep your customers happy and yeah let them know basically they want to know who you are so I'll, I'll send little uh little fun quizzes sometimes i mean just things to let people know hey this is more than just a business for me I, you know i want you guys to know me i want to develop a relationship with you guys 
and my Facebook page and my Instagram page, my these are my personal pages are open to fans as well. Apart from the Advent stuff, they can reach me directly on my personal pages. And you know, I just, I just, I just love people, and I like to talk. As you can tell, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> oh, all good. No, it's 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 it's, an, it's important though. Like that mailing list one is definitely huge. Like. Uh, people don't realize that Instagram was bought by Facebook for a billion dollars, not because of their programming. Like Facebook could easily recreate Instagram. It, it was, was because of their giant email yes, list that they had. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Oh yeah. That's huge. That's huge. But uh, back to your original question, what's the best way? Um, like I said, there's so many different avenues open these days with, with the internet that you can do it a, a million different ways. But for me, the, I won't say quick, because it was a slow, steady grind. Um, I started on Amazon. Once I got to Amazon, I kicked over to, around that time, Comics Plus and the iPhone was starting to get big. So I went over to Comics Plus. Then I started going over to other smaller platforms. That got me noticed by Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble wanted to sell books for us. So I got a contract and start selling books through them. So it was just a constant, steady building. And like I said, um, hitting all kinds of platforms, even some platforms that are defunct for indies. I was going through them, big, small, whatever. I just wanted as many people to know about having comics as possible. So never limit your opportunities and never put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I tell a lot of creators that thinking, oh, well, if I just put my stuff on Comicsology, that's enough. No. Multiple revenue streams and multiple uh, avenues for people to see your book is best, in my opinion. That yeah, works that works for me. No, that's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's a very cool thing. Like, obviously, went digital first and then physical. It seems no, like no, you know, I, I went physical first. I didn't do digital until uh, uh, it was physical on Amazon. And then, oh, I mean, I mean the platforms. Like you went oh, from yeah. Amazon to Barnes and Noble, right? You didn't yeah. try to get into a comic book store first. You got well, into I, a. I did, but they 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 didn't want to touch us at first because yep. they were like, yeah, okay. And then it was like, yeah, maybe we can sign it. We'll take three books or five books. And I'm like, okay, but it was just a slow process. But then yep. once I started doing shows and getting out there, and I would have companies come to me, and this is the. It's funny, but it's not funny. Um, when I first started doing shows, I would have retailers come to me and be like, oh, wow, your books are impressive. They're, they're nice. You in Diamond? No. Oh, I can't buy you that. And they would tell me literally to my face, can't buy your books. We love them. They look great. They're impressive. But if you're not in Diamond, we don't trust that you'll be able to, to, to deliver your books to us. And I was like, okay, I got to fix that. So... Yeah, no, that's definitely an interesting thing. Um, like a lot of people, they complain about like Ticketmaster, and they don't even realize that one of the big reasons Ticketmaster is so prominent is Live Nation, the number one live events company in, in the country, if not the world. Um, they have a deal with Ticketmaster, which forces people to use them. So basically, if you want the great distribution of Live Nation and the marketing that they're going to provide for your event, you're you're automatically tied to this awful platform Ticketmaster, <laughs> and uh, and so it's, it's very interesting that um yeah, pe people should see that like you know it 
nobody's going to bring you onto their platform if you haven't already made progress. It's like that catch 22. And so, yeah, that's why, like you said, the grinding, like you have to do that stuff on the side, you know, even if it is those three or four in a small comic shop, but if that doesn't work yeah, get onto Amazon, get onto comics plus move to all these platforms that can get your stuff out there. Because if you can't like, like one of our goals is we want to grow our digital platform, right? We, we, we still want to sell the physical ones, but we want to grow our digital one. And then we can track analytics and go, hey, this one's getting thousands of views a day, right? Like if something crazy like that happens, that would be so nice to then go up to a comic book company and go, hey, look at this, right? Look at this. So here's the analytics. These are our top three views. I would like to sell this in your store. We already have evidence that people like this without ever having to have sold one before, right? And like, so that's a very interesting thing. So our, our progression is kind of going to be like um, views on our website and then we'll print them and bring them to conventions. And then we're going to track sales at conventions and then we'll take that and then we can bring the analytics and the sales data and bring that to anyone we want to distribute because you're right. The diamond distribution has kind of been this uh, gatekeeper and our goal for the indie industry is to tear down that wall, right? Like we want to be able to, get through to uh, different companies because they're not all tied to this one behemoth. Right. And for the longest time, and I'll be honest, and for disclosure, as a kid, I would go, my dad would take me every Saturday to Jeppy's, which was a 50-mile trip, and I would go there every Saturday. So I met Mr. Jeppy when I was, I think the first time I went was like seven years old. So... And I say this, I still have love for him, but I rejected the idea of going to Diamond at first. And because everyone would say, why aren't your books in Diamond? And I would just sell directly to the shops. And I was like, I don't see us giving 60% away off the break to Diamond. So that's why I resisted Diamond for a long what, time. What's their percentage? Well, 50 to 60, depending on that's crazy (laughs) i mean it it has it has this value though so it took me a while once i started selling overseas and different things there were there were markets that i wanted to get into that i could not get into yeah but diamond has that reach so it's a it's a trade-off so i'll give diamond what they need and i'll get what i need because i'm able to get into certain global markets before my name alone couldn't get me into with the diamond and opens up the door for it. So it, it's a trade-off. Everything comes with a trade-off in the comic book industry. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, what I like to say is you either have to hustle or have a lot of capital because capital can be used in place of hustle. Like you can speed it up. And so like diamond distribution is kind of like that. You're basically taking uh, future capital away from yourself in order to get quicker distribution exactly it's like it's like a record deal like a record deal might take a lot of the money but you also might get three thousand times the exposure you would have gotten (laughs) and that's why i tell people do not put all your eggs in one basket have multiple revenue streams coming because i got the diamond stuff i have my own website where i sell from and i'm selling other platforms and other stores as well so never limit yourself to one avenue yeah, yeah, like the, the exclusivity is like a difficult thing too. Like some, I don't know if Diamond does this or not, but there's a lot of distribution platforms like in the music industry mm-hmm. where they're they're exclusive avenues. And the important thing is like if you're going to be doing something like an independent comic book and you restrict yourself to one platform, uh, that can be difficult. So like you said, by doing all the stuff you did before, like Amazon and Comic Plus, 
you'll have leverage to say, I don't actually need you, but I would like to work with you. So any company who might try to do exclusivity with you. Right. And there, and there are, once we got with Diamond and announced it, there were initially the first day I announced there were 12 comic shops that contacted us on the Advent Comics page and was like, I don't deal with Diamond. Can I deal directly with you? So, and that, that's grown. And we keep a mailing list of those shops that refuse to go through Diamond to still want our product. So we try to we try to keep keep a fire going in all different areas. So just yeah. just know that there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. So Diamond <laughs> may work for some people, may not work for everyone. So it's just getting your book out there to the people, let the people, you know, see what you're offering and they will determine your your fate, basically. They will say whether we like this book, we don't like this book. If they like it, then keep it going and make make different avenues for more people to get a, get a copy of your book. Definitely. So uh, real quick, uh, how much time do you have left with us? Oh, much as you need. Um, I'm awesome. Home, I'm home for the rest of the day. I got home from the fire department earlier, so I'm home. So you guys let me know. Perfect, because uh, yeah. what, what we're doing uh, with our newest platform, the Nova Nation, is we're doing some uh, exclusive podcasts. So oh. what I'd like to, yeah, yeah, like we're basically uh, any of our longer extended podcasts, I want to chop them up and have a public release one and a private release one. So sure. basically sure. before before we uh, switch to the Nova Nation one, uh, where can people reach you? Where do you want people okay. to find? Um, you can find Advent Comics um on all the platforms we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Advent comics. Um, there is a private group on Advent comics called Advent comics universe. It's on Facebook. It's where the creators at Advent comics, along with comic pros, I mean, big comic pros, they're in the group as well, interact with normal fans. Um, but that's a invitation only group. Um, but uh, I'm doing a Kickstarter, and that's one of the rewards I'm giving away for people who back our Kickstarter. You'll be able to enter into this group with big names, uh, creators. Uh, some of the creators who are in this group include Bart Sears, Andy Smith, uh, uh, Mike Barron. Um, I mean, there's so many names. Uh, Andrew Medina. It's just a lot of people are in this group. So these are tried and true creators. You can Ron Franz is in the group. Um, you can, you know, interact with these people. Um, I just ask anyone who's in the group. That's why it's not public because these are creators. Be respectful, you know, and you can learn a lot. Trust me, you can learn a lot and get a lot of contacts and make a lot of headway. Um, they can reach us there. Um, my personal Facebook page, Tony Cottrell. I accept fans there as well. Folks who can get to know me. Um, I'm kind of boring. A firefighter, <laughs> uh, family man, <laughs> granddad, so. I'm boring, but uh, no, I'm open there too. Uh, so wherever, wherever people want to reach me, I'm accessible. And uh, nice. we, we just want everyone to get a get a look at Advent Comics. Oh, and before I go, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or not. We're, we're dropping a Kickstarter tomorrow for Titan. Yes, yeah, I was going to ask if you have anything oh, okay. to promote. So yeah, so so uh, what what uh, what's the date of launch? It launches tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Titan Ultraman number four. It's our flag, one of our flagship characters. And... Um, Take a look at it. I think you'll like some of the things we have. Uh, we have a lot of new rewards. Um, I think people will like what we're offering. I think they'll like. Awesome. 
Nice. And if you have if you have one tip for the creators out there before we switch to the Nova Nation platform, what's that one tip you'd give them? Never give up. Keep thriving. Uh, because the comic industry is hard. And a lot of times I see a lot of creators who get depressed or upset that they're not moving fast enough. Before I even made Advent Comics, it was a seven-year process before I even put Advent together. And then another ish about another seven before we even start to get any foothold so it's it's a it's a marathon it's not a sprint so just keep that in mind don't get distracted don't be discouraged just keep trugging along and keep knocking down your goals it may take some time but you can do it you can do it Very cool well thanks for watching everybody if you want to get behind the scenes uh, sign up for Nova Nation at SierraNovaComics.com slash, I think it's like Nova. I, I just go to SierraNovaComics.com. There's a button on there. It'll say join Nova Nation, top right. Um, and uh, you can get some behind the scenes, which we're going to start now.